Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe and fun place to get real and learn about sex. Whether you're a man or woman, single or couple, this is the show for you. I am your host, Kevin Anthony, and I am here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and your relationships. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 285. And it is titled, The Most Common Sexual Fantasies and What They Mean. I had this idea to do the show on common sexual fantasies, and I thought, I swear that Celine and I already did this topic. So I went back and looked through the show notes for the previous 284 episodes and realized we have not done a podcast on this. So... Uh, I'm kind of excited to do this topic. I believe we did a a shortened version on YouTube uh, on this subject, but we've never really dived into it as deeply as I'm going to today. So I have 10 common fantasies. I'm going to talk about what they are. I'm going to give you some percentages for how many people, uh, sometimes in general, sometimes men and women, uh, percentages of how frequent they are. And I'm also going to offer you some of the experts' opinions on what they mean, as well as some of my own opinions of what those sexual fantasies mean. So it's going to be a fun show today. We're going to get to talk about fantasies and uh, have a little fun with it. But before we do that, a short word from my sponsor, Power and Mastery 3.0 is here. The men's sexual mastery program you have heard about on the show for a long time is now even better. I have personally reviewed every module, lesson, video, audio, and PDF to see if there's anything new that needed to be added. As a result, I have added 10 new videos, one new audio, eight new PDFs, and dozens of links to handpicked products to help support your journey to mastery. In addition, there is also a brand new user interface that makes it easier to navigate the course and find your course materials. So if you are ready to become the sexual master you have always wanted to be, then go now to powerandmastery.com. You know that that is the men's sexual mastery program that Celine and I created. Uh, Just about halfway through last year, I spent a ton of time going through and really updating it and making it the most current uh, and best course that I could put together. It, I think it's really amazing. The feedback has been really great. And hey, you know, it is a new year. It is time to finally become the sexual master that you've always wanted to be. Fix any of those sexual problems or dysfunctions that you have uh, and really be the best version of yourself that you can be. So check that out at powerandmastery.com. Okay. Before we get into the fantasies themselves, I want to read you a quote from David Levy. He's a PhD clinical psychologist and marriage and family therapist. And the quote is, fantasies permit us to engage in imaginary scenarios without real world complications like jealousy, hurt feelings, offending others, or even risking arrest. Why did I want to start with that before getting into the fantasies? Because I wanted to make the point that just because people have fantasies about certain things doesn't mean they actually want those things to happen in real life. And especially when it comes to the fantasies that women have when we talk about what some of those common ones are, it definitely does not mean that they want this to happen in real life. So 
It's a way for us to engage in imaginary scenarios without the real-world complications. So that is important to understand because too often, you know, when a woman shares a fantasy, a man hears that and goes, oh, oh yeah, okay, I can make that happen. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that she wants you to make that happen. There might be something else similar or related to that that she would like to happen, but not necessarily that exact thing. So I think that's a really important point to make from the start. Okay, so let's get into some of the stats now. And I'm going to read you something that's kind of a little bit generic in general when it comes to fantasy, just to give you an idea of some commonalities there. Then we're going to go into the actual fantasies themselves and talk about each one. So in 2014, there was a study done called the Wilson Sex Fantasy Questionnaire, and that was published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. And the questionnaire was aimed at trying to discover what percentage of people have rare or unusual fantasies compared to those who have what are generally considered to be common fantasies. So according to the findings of that study, only 2.3% and 15.9% of participants had fantasies that are considered rare or unusual, respectively. So in other words, you're most, the fantasies you're having are most likely totally normal. <laughs> and then it also found that more than 50% of people have common sexual fantasies, and more than 84% have typical sexual fantasies. Why is that important to talk about or to mention? Well, because a lot of people have sexual fantasies that they're ashamed of, or they think are really weird, or like, oh, I must be the only one who, you know, fantasizes about that. And the reality is, that's not true. So 50% of people have the same common sexual fantasies, and 84% of people have typical sexual fantasies. So, you know, things that pretty much everybody has. And it's really only the 2.3% that have rare fantasies and 15.9% that have unusual. So most likely, whatever it is that you are fantasizing about, it's probably pretty normal and lots of other people are fantasizing about it. So that I think is important to keep in mind. There's so many things in life that we think we're the only one who thinks that or does that or wants that or likes that. And the reality is that's rarely true. Usually the things that we like or want or fantasize about are relatively common. We just don't know that because there are topics like sex and sexual fantasies that we don't talk about in society. And because we don't talk about them, people think they're on an island all by themselves with some sort of weird fantasy when the reality is they're probably on a continent full of other people having the same fantasies. So I think that's important to know because sometimes I think people feel shame around the fantasies that they have and the things that they want. So um, yeah, I think that's important to understand. So, okay, having said that, let's get into the fantasies. Number one, and I had to put this number one on the list, I'm titling it multi-partner sex, which can include threesomes, foursomes, orgies, group sex, and gangbangs, and pretty much everything in between. 
Why did I put that first on the list? Well, because it is, in my opinion, has always been the most common sexual fantasy for men. And it is. (laughs) 95% of men fantasize about multi-partner sex. 95%. That is a huge percentage. So my observation, having done this work for a long time and being a man, was correct. It is a large percentage of men. Now, I personally would have said that it was a significantly lower percentage for women. However, having consulted with a woman uh, who was being my muse for this episode, she was like giving me the stink eye, like, really? Uh, No, we fantasize about it all the time. And when doing research, I actually confirmed that she indeed was correct 87% of women fantasize about threesomes, orgies, group sex, and even gangbangs. Yep, 87%. 57% of women fantasize about being with more than three people at a time. Think about that. So all you guys who are fantasizing about having two women as like your most common dreams, did you know your women were fantasizing about having more than three people at a time? 57%. That's more than half. And 87% of them are fantasizing about threesomes, orgies, group sex, or even potentially gangbangs. Did you know your woman was fantasizing about being in a gangbang? You probably didn't. (laughs) So much, much higher numbers on the female side than even I would have expected. But what exactly does that mean? Does that mean that basically all of your women want to be fucked by multiple men? Not necessarily. So there's a couple different things that this particular fantasy can mean. So for men, it can potentially mean that it has to do with their ego. I'm such a great lover and I'm so great in bed that I can please multiple women. That is one possibility. The other, of course, and this is true for both men and women, is just having more lips, hands, whatever, on various parts of your body at the same time. Something that one person, no matter how good they are in the bedroom, simply can't do by themselves because they've only got two hands and one mouth and One set of genitals, right? So that's a possibility. Uh, One for women is potentially, I know guys, you're not going to want to hear this. I'm probably going to have to drop a truth bomb on this one, but many of the women out there are not sexually satisfied by their partner. So the fantasy of having multiple partners is like, well, if one guy can't last long enough to take me to that really, really huge, deep cervical orgasm, Maybe two or three can, right? If they tag team out, okay, tag, you're in. (laughs) So sometimes it can really be about that, about being able to get the level of pleasure that they've always been looking for and haven't been able to find with a single partner. So dropping a truth bomb on that one. Sorry, guys, but a lot of you are not good enough to be able to really give them the pleasure they're looking for, and therefore they will fantasize about being with more than one man. 
By the way, if that happens to be the case for your partner, please, please go check out powermastery.com because that's where you can learn how to be a sexual master and take her to those places on your own. That doesn't guarantee she's not going to want sex with more than one person because she probably still will, but she'll probably want it a lot less. Uh, another potential reason for this fantasy is just that it's taboo. It's something that you're told you're not supposed to want or do. Uh, and so that can also be a motivating factor. Uh, the muse who was helping me prepare for this show, uh, you know, her, her basic take on it was, hey, you know, sometimes you just want more than one mouth on various parts of your body or more than, more than one anything. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you're listening, you might be thinking, oh, well, now we know what kind of woman she is. No, no, she's not at all. And that's exactly the point is this is not somebody, uh, you know, who would necessarily be at a gangbang or something like that. But yet the fantasy, the idea of it uh, is still there. So multi-partner sex had to put that at the top of the list because it is such, such a common sexual fantasy for both men and women. And, you know, the last thing I'll say about this is so many men fantasize about, you know, let's just say the threesome, having two women. The reality is, is most men can't handle one woman. How in the world are they going to handle more than one? Now, if you're a man and you're thinking, well, I don't really care about her pleasure or their pleasure, and it's just about what you are receiving, okay, that kind of makes more sense. But most men really struggle to adequately satisfy one woman. So having more than one's probably not going to work out the way that you think it will. The other thing is, is that a lot of men, you know, they are pitching their woman to have a threesome. But it never really occurs to them in their mind that if she says yes, her idea of yes might be two men and her. <laughs> and that's a possibility that a lot of men don't think of. And I have these conversations with men all the time, you know, whether they be clients, friends, whatever. And they're like, yeah, yeah, threesome, threesome. And I'm like, well, are you prepared for the possibility that that threesome could be you, another man, and her? And they're like, uh, 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 wait, what? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> then they're like, Crickets as they give you the deer in headlights look, right? So that's something that a lot of men don't really think about uh, when it comes to threesomes. So I have seen a fair number of women who were reluctant to go into the threesome or multi-partner route. And then when they do, they end up actually enjoying it a whole lot more than the guys do. So guys, think about that before you start, you know, pressuring your woman to go there. You might realize that she finally is in a place where she's really getting satisfied the way she really wants to and, and finally feels uninhibited and is just going off and you're not getting nearly as much attention uh, or satisfaction as you thought you would. All right, let's see. Next is voyeurism or exhibition. So this one, you know, I want to say too that when it comes to the stats, not there, there isn't like one 
main study that tells you everything. And it's this breakdown of men and this breakdown of women and this breakdown, you know, uh, some of the information I could find only gave results for men or only gave results for women or only gave general results. And so they might be a little bit all over the place. And that's because there hasn't been one really good, you know, source for this kind of data. But for voyeurism and or exhibitionism, the stats that I did find said 54% of men fantasized about that. So obviously voyeurism, uh, watching other people have sex, and exhibitionism being having sex while other people watch you. So sort of two sides of the same coin in a sense that I'm lumping them together here right now because there are similar reasons for that common uh, fantasy. And it's often revolves around this idea of freedom, uh, especially when it comes to sort of exhibitionism, uh, just being able to totally do something that in normal society uh, isn't allowed. Uh, There can also be motivations around arousal. So watching other people have sex is generally very arousing to people. Uh, And it can also, for some people, be very arousing for other people to watch them have sex. And, you know, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, uh, I'm sure you've heard me and uh, Celine as well talk about our experiences, um, sex parties. I did an entire episode on sex party fails. So, like, it's not new information that, you know, I've been around the block a few times when it comes to those sorts of events. And... I can say that it is actually uh, arousing to watch and also be watched. And I can also say that there is definitely a feeling of freedom. When you see an entire group of people totally sexually free and liberated, it's a pretty amazing thing. So, yeah. Voyeurism and exhibitionism, that is uh, two and... No, that's only number two. We're just lumping those in together. Next is being dominated. Oh, and this one... So being dominated kind of encapsulates a bunch of different things. Uh, So when you're researching this one, you'll see it labeled as BDSM. You'll see it labeled as... Uh, uh, domination. Uh, you'll see it labeled as submission. There's, there's a bunch of different ways that this particular fantasy uh, often uh, is described. But we're going to title it being dominated. And 65% of women have fantasies about being dominated in one way or another. That's a pretty high percentage And there's a couple of things that that I want to say about that. All right, let's first go into what are some of the reasons. Number one, submission. So being dominated is sort of an ultimate form of submission, which kind of leads me into one of the things that I wanted to share about this particular dream. So for women, if you think about not just the way their genitals are formed, but also energetically you know, who they are and how they 
participate in the sexual act. They receive. They receive a man's penis. They receive his ejaculation if they so choose. They receive his penetrating energy. Uh, physically, they even have to spread their legs wide open in a very vulnerable position. So for women, the act of sex is very vulnerable and it requires them to be really open and it really does require them to be submissive in a way. That doesn't mean of all the other connotations of the word submissive. I'm not going into how they show up in their relationship dynamic or anything like that. I'm just talking about, you know, the act of having to be spread wide open and really receive. And that is, in my opinion, and in many women's opinion too, a really beautiful expression of the feminine. And so being dominated really allows women to sink into that, to really let go and be in that feminine receiving place which was the second point here, which is it allows them to completely let go and surrender. Um, A couple other other interesting things that you may not have thought about when it comes to being dominated uh, as a fantasy. It also gives them permission to be wild, or in other words, permission to do things that they wouldn't necessarily do. Uh, In other words, they're, they're not holding back. There may be potential sex acts or ways of being that they would be afraid uh, to ask for or to want. But if in the dynamic of being dominated, the man actually is sort of, yeah, dominating for lack of a better word. I don't want to use some other words because I don't want to confuse people and get them all riled up. (laughs) Words are very important. But it may allow them to just let go and say, oh, well, it was okay because, you know. So, and remember, we're talking about fantasy here. We're not necessarily talking about the actual act. It's just the fantasy that is occurring. It gives them permission to be wild, uh, allows them to not hold back. There's also an element of power dynamics in the being dominated fantasy. And power dynamics are not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, this is one of the things that uh, I, th- I see as a positive to the BDSM scene. And again, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know I'm not super pro BDSM. I'm not against BDSM. I think that if used in the proper way, it can be beneficial. I do see areas where it gets out of hand, but if used the correct way, it can be beneficial. And I think one of the ways that it can be beneficial is it allows couples to explore the power dynamics so they can see what it's like to be on one side or the other. And it gives them an opportunity to maybe try on some dynamics that they were maybe afraid to try on in real life. So um, that can be another reason for uh, having that being dominated uh, type fantasy. So Again, I'm going to say this another time, even though I've said it several times already on this show, just because she's having a dream or a fantasy about being dominated doesn't necessarily mean she wants to be dominated in the actual bedroom. And even if she does, which she may, it doesn't necessarily mean that she wants to be dominated the same way that she did or was in the fantasy. 
So how do you know what the difference is? Have a conversation. We talk every single time on this show about communication, the importance of it, how to do it. This is one of those areas where you need to communicate about, okay, first of all, you need to have uh, a relationship where it's okay for you to share fantasies with each other openly, without judgment. And then to really talk about, okay, well, what does that fantasy mean for you? What, if any part of that, uh, would you be wanting uh, to try on in real life outside of the fantasy and work together to figure out what that is? All right, so that was being dominated, 65% of women. The next one on the list is very similar to that, and that is the rape fantasy. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that because, in my opinion, the reason why many women do fantasize about being raped is everything we just talked about with the being dominated. So it's a scenario that plays out in fantasy really because of the desire for being dominated, which is all the things that we just talked about. That does not mean in any way that she actually wants to be raped. Now, I want to make that point really, really clear. It is a common fantasy, not because they actually want it. It has more to do with the uh, being dominated, the submission, the surrender, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all I really need to say about that one. It's just refer back to being dominated to understand why women may or may not fantasize about that. Which then leads me to having sex with another woman. And this was one that's interesting because this one was really specific to women. So it's women having sex with another woman. 59% of women fantasize about having sex with another woman. Does that mean that they're all bisexual or gay? No, it absolutely does not mean that. There are a couple of potential reasons why women fantasize about having sex with another woman. Obviously, it can be something that they have always wanted to do, but have either never had the opportunity to, or were afraid to, or were be or were afraid of being accused of, you know, being gay or something like that. So there might be a fantasy there about what would it be like. But I don't. I've been afraid to try it in real life. That's a possibility. Some of the others from experts were things like. When two women have sex, a lot of the sexual stimulation is on the clitoris because that's the external part. And uh, so experts believe that having a fantasy about having sex with another woman can sometimes be about receiving clitoral stimulation. So, you know, a way of doing that. That, that is a possibility. Uh, I like the idea that, you know, it potentially has to do with receiving pleasure from somebody who knows what they like. So a woman knows the idea of a woman knows how to pleasure a woman. A man should know how to pleasure a woman too. But having said that, there are a lot of them that really don't. So um, that's a possibility. 
So having sex with another woman, 59% of women have that fantasy, which might have to do with receiving pleasure from someone who knows what they like uh, and or a fantasy revolving around uh, some form of clitoral stimulation. You know, and there can be other reasons too. Uh, you know, women generally like other women. And like, you know, you'll see when women will go to the bathroom together, women will get changed together, women will try on clothes together, women will check out each other's boobs, like women just like doing those sorts of things with other women. So naturally, there could be some attraction there. In general, that tends to be different for men, not always, but, but in general, I would say that that's true. We don't generally do those things. Um, so it's different, and which would explain why I didn't find any stats for men fantasizing about having sex with other men. I'm sure they're out there, but I read a dozen articles from all different sources uh, to pull all these stats together, and I didn't actually find that anywhere. Um, there were some generalized stats about uh, fantasizing about homosexual encounters, but those numbers were like really low, like single digit or like low two digit numbers. Um, and so the title of this show was Most Common. And because the stats were so low on those things, obviously they didn't make the most common list. It's not to say they don't happen, they're just not the most common. Okay, so there you go. That's the first five of 10 common fantasies and what they possibly mean. Let me know in the comments. Have you had those types of fantasies? And if so, have you thought about what they mean to you? I would love to hear that. Um, and we're going to take a short break for my next sponsor. Hey guys, you know what makes a man great. You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, physical body, great in bed, a big penis, or great pickup lines? What if you don't have those or only some of them? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? I can help you if you are ready to make big changes and finally become the man you have always wanted to be. Then this is the program for you. To find out more, please go to kevinandseline.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. The link is in the description below. That is my men's coaching program. You know, there's a lot of things in there uh, that could potentially be preventing you from having the sex life and relationship that you really want. So if you are in that position where you're saying, my relationships just aren't where I want them to be, they're not working out, or, you know, I'm really struggling to satisfy my partner or find partners because of my lack of ability to satisfy then you need to go to kevinenseline.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. From there, you can book a strategy call with me and we can talk about how we can get you to where you want to be. All right. Let's dive back into the fantasies. Next one on the list, having sex in public. This one kind of surprised me a little bit about how high the percentages were. 81% uh, of men and 57% of women apparently fantasize about having sex in public. So what are some of the reasons for that? Well, one is arousal again. This is similar to that exhibitionism, voyeurism that we talked about. Uh, liberation. It's very liberated to be that exposed. 
uh, empowerment. It's also uh, empowering to be able to allow yourself to be that vulnerable. The reality is, is that sex is vulnerable for both people involved. Uh, you're naked, you're in a position uh, where you can't really do much else. Uh, you are sharing parts of yourself and maybe sounds and things that maybe you're not super comfortable with people really seeing. So the idea around having a fantasy that you're having sex in public can potentially be about all of those things, about uh, feeling empowered, about feeling liberated, about feeling aroused by that sort of thing. So uh, those are some potential reasons. I, like I said, I was somewhat surprised by the fact that it was that high. Um, and I don't know, they didn't really clarify from what I read uh, what public meant, right? Because, a, you know, maybe a sex club could be considered public, for sure. That's a place where there's lots of people, random strangers you don't know. But sex in public could also be, you know, on a beach somewhere or, you know, somewhere else that's, that's pretty public. And I would think that those would, you know, like if you broke it down by that, like where, uh, that might have a, a bit of an impact on the stats. Um, but yeah, anyway, in either, in either case, I found that somewhat surprising. All right, next fantasy, sex with a stranger. So 50% of people have a fantasy about sex with a stranger. That's relatively common. So what are some of the reasons why people might be fantasizing about sex with a stranger? Well, it could be because sex with a stranger means you are avoiding issues of attachment, intimacy, jealousy. So the idea that uh, some of the more difficult things that come up when you have close, deeply connected relationships that uh, involve, you know, a sexual component aren't there. And so for some people, the idea of just something that's just purely for pleasure with no attachment, no processing afterwards uh, is potentially appealing. Could also mean that you're free of pressure or duty or responsibility so again, there, there, there are responsibilities that come with being intimate with somebody. Um, but if it's a stranger and likely one you will never see again, those pressures, duties, and responsibilities may not be there. Uh, another possible reason for fantasizing about sex with a stranger is that you would be able to do things that you would be afraid to ask your partner for. So a lot of times people have, you know, fantasies or desires really about a type of sexual act or something that they like, but they're afraid to ask their partner for it because their partner might think it's gross or it's weird or have judgment around it. And so the idea of a fantasy uh, of sex with a stranger is, well, you can ask for those things because you don't care what the stranger thinks. You don't care if they have judgment about it. Uh, so that's another possible reason for having the fantasy of sex with a stranger. You know, for some people also, you know, it's just exciting. It's, it's like 
yeah, an adventure, so to speak. Uh, so there can be a lot of reasons for fantasizing about sex with a stranger. Next one, making love in a romantic location. 85% of people fantasize about making love in a romantic location. And what's interesting about that is it really is both men and women. And men obviously get the rap about, you know, not necessarily being so romantic. And you, you might have a tendency to think that this is mostly women, but it's not mostly women. It was actually both men and women. The key to this one is the location. So what the location potentially means. So just for one example, uh, if the location was, you know, making love on a desert island, that potentially means that you want to be away from the day-to-day responsibilities, that you would be able to actually be totally present for the lovemaking experience if you were on a desert island and there were no distractions. So when we say romantic location, it, you know, it might be because the person is craving romance, but it might be that the location itself actually indicates what it is that fantasy is fulfilling for you. It could be adventure. It could be, like we said, lack of responsibilities, the ability to uh, have no distractions and really focus. So if you have a fantasy about uh, making love in a romantic location, think about that location. What does that really mean? Uh, What is it that you're really seeking out of that fantasy? All right, next, sex with your own partner. This did not surprise me at all. Maybe it will surprise some of you. 91% of men and 81% of women fantasize about sex with their own partner. I think this is fantastic. The reason is if you're really in a healthy relationship where you have both a healthy, you know, uh, relationship and a healthy sex life because there are people that have a wonderful amazing loving relationships but their sex life really isn't very good you have people that have great sex but don't have a very good relationship but if you're in a really healthy loving relationship that also has a very healthy uh, loving and fun sexual component to that relationship i really think you should be fantasizing about your partner In other words, if you're in that kind of a relationship, there should be attraction to your partner. And so when you get turned on, you should be thinking about your partner. Uh, I know for me, that's definitely the case. When when, uh, all the times in my life when I've been with a partner that I'm attracted to, uh, I definitely have dreams or uh, sexual dreams or fantasies about that person. Um, And I've always considered that a good sign. That means that I'm attracted to my partner, that I'm desiring them, that I'm wanting them. And the thing is, is, you know, let's say it's a dream as opposed to just a fantasy that you're thinking about while you're awake in your conscious mind. You don't really get to choose in your dreams necessarily, uh, unless you've mastered lucid dreaming and you can control your dreams, which most people can't. But for the most part, the symbols and the people just show up. And so, you know, when I'm having dreams about, you know, having sex and the person in that dream happens to be my partner, I always kind of smile and I'm like, yeah, that's a good sign. (laughs) 
So it really didn't surprise me at all that most people uh, dream about that. I mean, this is the person that you have sex with um, most often, probably exclusively. And so when you are fantasizing about sex or sex act, it's not unusual uh, to fantasize about doing that with your partner. All right, and the last one for this episode is taboo activities. 72% of women and 87% of men want to indulge in what's considered culturally forbidden. Big numbers on that one. 72% of women and 87% of men want to uh, engage in culturally forbidden activities. So what are some of those culturally forbidden activities that we're talking about? Uh, could be anal sex, oral sex, sex with a professor, sex with someone younger, sex with someone older, exhibitionism, voyeurism. You get the idea, right? They don't necessarily have to be anything all that uh, out there, so to speak. Like, for instance, oral sex. I personally would not consider oral sex to be a taboo activity, but some people may. Uh, anal sex obviously has been a taboo activity culturally for a long time. You know, having sex with somebody considerably younger or older have also been considered taboo, as has exhibitionism and voyeurism. So, you know, those things aren't necessarily surprising to see on the list. So what, you know, what exactly does that mean? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean you want those things, just like the other fantasies didn't necessarily mean that you wanted those things either. But it might mean what those things represent uh, to you. And so, you know, this is kind of like we, we were saying with the making love in a romantic location, that the location itself had to do a lot with what the meaning of that fantasy was. Same thing goes here too. You got to look at the actual activity and what does that activity mean to you. Uh, and then you'll, you'll get a much closer idea of, you know, what that fantasy potentially means. And it could just mean, you know, stepping outside of your box, you know, uh, taking a risk, uh, doing something that uh, you wouldn't normally do. Um, yeah. And, you know, when it comes to things like exhibitionism, voyeurism, we talked about those uh, earlier on in the show about what those mean. So those are already some uh, potential meanings for wanting to do those things. But in general, I would say if you're having a fantasy about a taboo activity, which could be, you know, these, or I'm sure there are plenty more taboo activities that you could come up with uh, to go on the list. But uh, yeah, I would say look at the particular fantasy and then think about what that particular fantasy means to you. So there you go. Those are 10 of the most common fantasies. Those are some ideas as to what they might mean. You know, I would say don't overanalyze your fantasies too much, uh, but it is good to think about them and what they might mean and whether or not you actually want these fantasies to occur in real life, or if maybe you just want something that the fantasy represents but isn't actually the fantasy. And I always, always, always encourage couples 
to really talk about what their fantasies are and, you know, ways that they may or, or may not be able to meet those fantasies for each other. You might find that it greatly improves your sex life. Uh, you might find that it's a whole lot of fun and that you're trying new things that you never thought about before uh, until uh, this came along. So, yeah, definitely think about what your sexual fantasies are, share them with your partner, talk about them. Uh, Selena and I created a while back something called the Sexual Bucket List. I think. I have to double check this, but I think it is in our passion vault, which you always hear at the end of the show. So if you go to kevinandceline.com forward slash vault and uh, give us your email address, which puts you on our email list, you get access to our vault that has a ton of free stuff, all kinds of free things for men, women, and couples. I think this is in there, but we created something called the sexual bucket list. And it is a, uh, a long PDF, which has all kinds of different, you know, sexual acts or activities that uh, you may or may not want to try. And so you've obviously heard of the, the uh, term bucket list before. So it's a bucket list, but for sex, that can help you figure out uh, what your fantasies are and whether or not you actually want to make any of those happen in real life. So go check that out. Uh, if you are so inclined. And yeah, have fun with your fantasies. Don't get too attached to them. Uh, Use them as a way to enhance your relationship rather than detract from it. All right, that's all I have for you this week, and I will see you next week. I hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free exclusive content, join me in the Passion Vault at kevinandceline.com forward slash vault. That's kevinandceline.com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, as Celine used to say, you're amazing.